Hello and welcome again to I-80 Sports. This is the MLS crew. I'm Bob Ventimiglia, Scott Omer, and Sir Alex. We're bringing you some great news in Major League Soccer. We're going to talk about the restart, which teams have kind of turned it around, which teams are going to struggle the rest of the season. This is kind of your second half preview for Major League Soccer. Let's get going. Right, we are back. It is September 1st, 2023. Summer is over and we are headed down the final stretch. We're going to talk about what teams have the best chances to make it. Only one spot is secured. That is FC Cincinnati. A lot of stuff going down in the East. It seems like most teams kind of picked up where they left off. But in the West, there's some wild uh, news with standings and other things. So we're going to talk about all those this week. First, Sir Alex, uh, say hello and uh, what kind of shirt we got on today? The Chicago uh, Sting? Yes, from the old NASL. That is from the 80s, yes. They used to play at Wrigley Field and Soldier Field. For those that don't remember, don't really care to think about the past. That's a uh, majority of Major League Soccer fans, especially uh, U.S. Men's National Team fans. It's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sport, right, Alex? Yeah, oh, that, that, that's for sure. Somehow it's Greg Berhalter's fault that I'm wearing this shirt, but we'll talk about that another time. Absolutely is. Scott, how you doing today? Doing really good. Doing really good. It is the weekend. It's a long weekend. It's a great weekend. It is. It, it's a good time to, to be watching soccer. It's a great time to be a sports fan. I think this is fantasy draft season for all the NFL fans, you can remember, you can go over to IEDsports.com, find our cheat sheet. I've statted out every player in the National Football League, uh, found out how many points they're going to score in fantasy, made a spreadsheet, tiered ranking system. You can download that for absolutely free, IEDsports.com. But today we're talking Major League Soccer, and we're going to start with three teams of mine from the Western Conference that I wanted to discuss a little bit today. First one is LA Galaxy. 2-0 since the restart here. They've won two straight games. They are 28 points, so they are currently sitting at only five points out of the playoff picture. However, there are six teams in the middle <laughs> between them and that spot. Started out hot and have actually looked pretty good. They beat the Fire 3-0 at home. Then they beat San Jose 3-2 in San Jose. However, there has to be a little asterisk there, as excited as so many people were. We, I talked uh, earlier today to Eli Lester. Uh, most of you guys might know him from uh, This Week in MLS on TikTok, making videos each week. Uh, he's very excited. However, they beat Chicago. Chicago's really bad, and they were a man up from the 27th minute on. Then they beat San Jose 3-2, which was an impressive performance. Right now, they have some players coming and going. Tyler Boyd, certainly hot. Four goals, one assist in his last five matches. And Ricky Pouge, four goals, two assists in his last five matches. And avoided a serious injury, was hurt. I think while scoring a goal during this past week, it was looking like he might have had a lower body knock. He practiced in full today. and looks like he's going to be good to go for the uh, rest of the LA Galaxy season. However, they do have some injuries that have... Uh, lined up that have accumulated throughout the season. Chicharito's missed most of the season with that torn ACL. Brugman out with knee surgery and Diego Costa dislocated shoulder. 
just when he gets back to playing Major League Soccer games, he's going to be out at least 10 days. So, gentlemen, LA Galaxy will be buying or selling them, having a resurgence later in the season. Results say yes, but the brain says no. I, strangely, I buy it. I, I It's like, it is. You're going out on a limb on this because everything about this logically is like, no, the LA Galaxy are still not that good. But I buy it because... Because the bar is so low, because they're only five points out of a playoff spot in the West, because the West is so tight that if they go on a few games of a you know of a run, they're a playoff team, and and that qualifies to go from what they were at the beginning of the season to become a playoff team. That qualifies for being hot for me. Alex, what do you I, say? I, I think I think I like the way Tyler Boyd is playing, and Ricky Pooj to me is a is a game changer. He doesn't like to lose. What I see again, LA Galaxy have the uh, have played the least amount of games. Everybody in Western Conference, and they got one game in hand to have to play against. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they, they have played. They have twenty four games played against. I guess one less than everybody else in the Western Conference. That's a three points they have to make up right there. If they get those three points, if they're only two points, one point, one point out of a, two points out of a playoff spot. And the way they're playing now, the way Boyd and Ricky Pooj is playing, I, I kind of think – I kind of like – I think they might be able to sneak in. Again, Minnesota's playing well. San Jose is playing pretty well. And Dallas playing pretty well. They're going to need somebody of those three to drop points and hurry. I'm not worried about Austin. I'm not worried about Sporting Kansas. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. But LA Galaxy right now, with that one game in hand, if they win that game, they get those three points, they're right in it. And the one caveat, I think, to all this is their next game up, that's Houston – we're going to talk about Houston later, but like you have to take whatever the LA galaxy are doing right now, whatever path direction they're on, you kind of have to take that Houston game out of it because Houston is a really good team. So if LA play well and lose that game, like that's still a step forward for LA. Galaxy actually have a very tough schedule coming up. They play Houston at home. They play St. Louis city at home. They need six points out of that because then they head to LAFC uh, head to Austin, head to Seattle, head to Minnesota. Last game of the season, they are hosting FC Dallas. That may come down to the final playoff spot there. That'd be pretty cool. That's a rough one in for them. And talk about the Vancouver Whitecaps, who for me might be the most impressive uh, because they won two away matches since the restart. Win in Chicago and a 3-2 win against Portland. In that span, yeah, I mean, in just a few games now, Brian White, 10 goals, 4 assists on the season, 2 goals and an assist in the last two matches. You have Gold, nine goals, eight assists, with two goals and two assists in the last two matches. So these two guys are carrying the Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, you know, Gold especially, dating back to June 1st, he has nine goals, seven assists in just 11 matches. So all his work has been consolidated towards the end of the season here. If this clicks, I think Vancouver's going to be a very tough team down the stretch. And my kind of the same thing goes here. Vancouver Whitecaps, you buying or selling them, uh, finishing strong. Uh, they're at home seven, three, and four. Uh, they're pretty tough at home, so I'm pretty sure they're going to even pick up more points as the season goes on at home. That being said, they're in the fifth position right now, four, five points clear of Austin, and they still have an, a game in hands. Uh, I think Vancouver's sitting in the driver's seat to make the playoffs, and if they, you know, if they can push Houston, maybe get a four spot, maybe a possible home playoff game in the first round. I think that's what they really should be looking for, especially with that home record at seven, three, and four. Is not that bad. Mm-hmm. I think that Vancouver is doing a lot of things right. 
you know, at the moment. I, I think they have a pretty good roster, not a like not a great roster, but a pretty good roster. But I think Vanny Sartini is doing a really good job coaching this team and getting the most out of them. Brian White is not like a light the world on fire striker, but he's got 10 goals this season already. Right, we're like at the what midway yeah. stage, you know. We're coming back from the a little tournament. more than midway, yeah, more than midway. yeah, a little more than midway, and 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 he's got ten goals this season, you know, and that's that's impressive for a guy like Brian White, who sometimes we like to make little jokes in our chat at his expense, but yeah, but he's he's in front of the net and he's putting them in the net. That, puts that's what net. his job is. He, he's not supposed to run around. He's not Mm-mm. you know dribbling past guys, making guys look like clowns. He's getting in space. And kicking the ball into the net with the side of his foot, yeah. and and if that's what he's supposed to do, he's been doing it quite well. I do want to point out Vancouver has a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game road trip. They've won the first two. The next trip is New York City, Toronto, Houston, RSL, Colorado, and then they have three of their final four games at home. I agree, they are going to be in the driver's seat. That is a soft schedule. You know, I, I could see them dropping points at Houston and kind of taking basically every other team there. So I think uh, they are locked in to make a playoff spot, the Vancouver Whitecaps. But I do want to finish up with one last team, the Houston Dynamo. Houston's 11-5-11, but they have three straight wins moving up nine points up to fourth place in the West. 5-0 win over Portland at home, 3-1 win over RSL at home, 3-0 win at RSL, and a 2-0 home win versus the Crew. Those are the last four matches. Only four of the last nine matches are at home. They visit LA, SKC, Inter, Montreal, and Portland. So I do think they have a chance, but they have a difficult road ahead of them. This is all in the back of Corey Baird. Three goals, one assist in the last three matches. Six goals, three assists this season. Second only to Bossy, but Bossy had six of his nine goals were on penalties. So I think a team that's definitely not top-heavy, a team that's playing like a complete unit, Hector Herrera uh, contributing there as well they're just a solid team playing solid soccer is one that going to yes uh one thing we have not mentioned uh world cup qualifiers international break is coming up some big stars will be missing and my understanding is hector herrera was just called up by the mexican national team and he had no idea about it houston did not tell him and a reporter told him today and he's maybe a little ticked i, I don't know what's the word i'm looking for here he's not he's not exactly happy but uh you know, that's going to be his fault. You don't think Hector Herrera has a, a nice Rolodex of phone numbers? He couldn't have gotten a text or a phone call. Like, is that really on the team? He's The guy's been around forever. Well, it is I mean, the responsibility of the MLS team to tell their own players you've been called up or not. That is the that is the, I, that's why, how it why works. Does it, why doesn't the Mexican Federation call them directly? I don't know the answer to that, but that was the, I put I posted on my Twitter. I did the interview. Like, he was like, I had no idea, like, which I thought was very strange. It's also very timely for Alex's only Twitter post of this decade. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, I I buy Houston. I've watched them a yes. couple times now. Um, I agree with 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 what we've just said about them playing as a complete team. They are give a shout out to Ben Olsen. I've ripped yeah, him. Together, I've ripped him in the past. And he has a, Let's give ben him Olsen's, some praise. Let's give him yeah, some praise. Ben Olsen has Absolutely. got this group together and playing well. Um, I don't think they're, you know, they are certainly reliant on the quality of their players like Hector Herrera. 
but they're not reliant on like star power to get things done. They are I love that midfielder, the Panamanian Kyder Skier. Bob, say his name, please. Houston midfielder, the playmaker, Kyder Kyder Skia, is it? Yeah. With the oh, I like him. He's a good player. Adalberto. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I agree on, on all fronts there. And, you know, when it goes to Ben Olsen, I think he's always been a good coach, and, and his criticism was not that he can't win regular season games. So we'll see where that leaves for Houston. You know, they're they're going to maybe be, you know, yeah. the, the, the next DC United isn't proven at this point of the season. It, it, it's proven in October, November. So we'll, we'll hold off on there. But you guys did point on uh, some international call-ups, and we did want to talk a little bit about Messi. Messi called up for Argentina. He'll miss a few Inter-Miami games. Is that going to be a foot in the coffin, or do you think that Tata Martino has this team buzzing as to where they can continue to win even without Lionel Messi there? They currently have 22 points, 10 points out of playoff position in the East. They need a near-perfect run. They have games in hand. However, it's not just Messi that's going to be on international duty. We're talking Robert Taylor got called up by Finland. The goalie calendar got called up by U.S. And the new sensation, Benjamin Chris, say the last name. Kramashki. Kr- Kr- he Kramashki. got called up, too, because Gio Reyna's got a broken leg and no one uh, wanted to talk about it. So he's he's in place for him instead. Uh, those are some big losses. Uh, and uh, Messi leaves right after the L.A. game this Saturday. Uh, home and away, I think, the away game is in Bolivia. And then when they come back, Miami's at Atlanta. Turf. I, listen, I, I love it. Miami's been beating people left and right, but this now, I I, I don't think they're going to make it, man. I, I don't see how they're going to make it with Messi being out and those other guys. Even when he comes back, going to Atlanta and turf, I, I it's too big of a hole, man, even for the great one. I, I don't think they can do it. They've got to make up 10 points. They have three games in hand. And three Chicago. without Messi. Three yeah, without Messi. He's going to at least games three hand. games he's going to miss. They're not going to win everything. They're going to win some games. It's going to be. They got really US Open Cup. Don't forget, they got US Open Cup yeah, in, in between. The They're thrown in there too. It's going to be close. Um, I think they're going to be just short. Yeah, Messi. Messi leaving, I think, is going to be the background. It's not just him. We just mentioned the other players too. Yeah. That's that's going to be too yeah. much for them to overcome. They're going to need three points when all those guys are out. But we did see a B squad for Miami play up against Red Bull against a very good defense. Um, and they were up 1-0 when Messi came on the field. A lot of, uh, you, you know, halftime subs in that one. I think they could do it, man. And and I, I think I we're underrating. I would think I would be I very confident if it was a missing I think no we're games. underrating Tata Martino's influence yeah. in Major League Soccer. I think that's it's what that. it is. It's that. I'm just you worried just about the depth. I'm worried about the depth and their call-ups, it's, man. That's no, what it's, it's the depth, but I just think we can't overstate how inept Phil Neville was for this group. Oh. <laughs> I, and, like, and Tata Martino is so good. Like We know how good Tata Martino is. He knows MLS. You is. said turf three times, Alex. You're so worried about turf. It's Joseph Martinez with Tata Martino on turf. We've seen this yeah. play before. That's it. No, but Messi, Messi came out and he was like, "Look, I played on turf growing up." Yeah, I know. Like, Let's see fine. it. He doesn't care. <laughs> I know. Three days after being in Bolivia, whatever. Four days after flying from Bolivia. Okay. With the ball bouncing kind of funny on turf, and you know, Lionel Messi just kind of having the ball on a rope all the time. I think turf might play into what Messi has going on as to where, you know, I might worry more about players who like rely on like high. Well, it's not just any turf to go to Atlanta and going to Atlanta isn't exactly no matter what year it is. That is not an easy easy. spot. 
Yeah, it's not an easy they're going to get sixty, seventy thousand for that game for sure. Atlanta's <laughs> a lot better. Atlanta's a lot better at home than they are on the road. So, you know, maybe, but I think I that's guess, a big game when he comes back. If they don't get three points on the road in that game in Atlanta, I can I can almost tell you I don't think they're going to get it. Well, yeah, we do have a great match to watch. Uh, Inter Miami at LAFC this weekend. They will most yes. they will most definitely Absolutely. be at one hundred percent with their best starting eleven, and that is going to be a spectacle. And I did want to touch on that before we uh, head off. Uh, you know, this game, Messi, his first time playing in LA against LAFC. Uh, these tickets are going easily three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000. We're going to see the kind of superstars we haven't seen in a sporting event in a decade. This is going to be bigger than the Super Bowl. Bigger than the Super Bowl. And we're going to get a lot of information about this Inter-Miami team. And I think LAFC's defense is just kind of bad enough with some injuries. I mean, you got Hollingshead, 32 years old. Aaron Long, 30 years old. Chiellini, 39 years old. Palencia, 27 years old. Uh, and you got Diego Palacios, Diego Rosales, Jesus Murillo all out of this match. Uh, it's going to be a high-scoring affair, right? You would think. Yeah. You, you would think. think. It, that depends. Because every now and then, LAFC forget how to score goals. We've seen that a few times this season that they just can't get the ball over the line and so yeah if lafc sort of can't figure it out they might just you know that might be a tough one for them it could still be a high scoring game even if only one team is doing the goal scoring (laughs) i did pick out inter miami plus 255 and a little messy goal at minus 114 as some of my great picks a little spoiler you can check our other episode to get all my betting picks on this week but, uh, Scott, I know you want to talk a little about Nashville, and your question in the document is, uh, are they cold? I, I think there is a definitive answer there, so why don't you take us take it away there? Yeah, I'd, I'd say Nashville is cold. Um, it's a weird one, though, because Nashville just made the League's Cup, you know, playoff finals. Nashville, um, you know, they, they had a very tough road in the league's cup they beat really good teams they beat uh cincinnati they beat club america they beat uh monterey uh they had a hard road to get to the finals and they lost it you know in penalties they took inter miami as far as you could take them um but they have one draw and then four straight losses in major league soccer they um Let's see now if my timeline, if I'm not confused here for a sec, um, they lost four, nothing to Atlanta after that, uh, you know, finals loss in the league's cup. They had a hard road, but they actually only won three games outright. And then their other game wins were in penalties. So those, those tended to be close. I think they've expended a lot of, of energy physically and emotionally and mentally. And I just think they're a little burned out right now. Um, but it's Nashville and Nashville is a team that I think all three of us consider to be a good team. I just think this is a team that right now is not, is not in a very like strong place. So I, I would consider them cold. And they've had 
five red cards in the last six matches. So that's not really going to help him out there either. Um, In his big players, it was all defenders. Shaq Moore, uh, Zimmerman, Taylor Washington with a red card in the one match. Uh, Not a great look. Are they in trouble of missing the playoffs? Probably not. The East looks pretty settled in in that territory. So I think that they can get their priorities straight and start winning matches again. But they have not been automatic. Uh, they are, you know, they they were eleven six and five. Now they're eleven six and nine. That was a yeah. really impressive record, and this is kind of taking them out of you know sports book contention for me. I can't bet on this team. I don't know what they're going to mm-hmm. do. And yeah. this week they have Charlotte coming to town. It's going to be a tough match. It's going to be a tough match, and I think I think if they lose that game to Charlotte, they are, you know, very definitively cold. Very, very definitively, no arguments about it. Um, but I think they're in that place. They're they're in seventh place. I don't see the teams below them: Montreal, Chicago, DC, Charlotte. I gotta see those teams really like catching up. Um, I don't see you know Nashville like losing a playoff spot, but I also don't see them you know climbing getting a home. The, I don't see them getting a home climbing the table game. and getting that and, home game. And that home field will give yeah. them good home advantage. Uh, they they're gonna have to really. Mm-hmm. But Nashville, I think the thing though is Nashville's got that like quality in the squad that if they towards the end of the season, if they just kind of keep clawing out some results here and there, and Mukhtar turns Mukhtar turns hot, I mean, gets into into a mode, they're still going to be dangerous in the playoffs. I agree. Maybe not a team anyone wants to to face off against. Charlotte's only lost two in a hurry. Charlotte's only lost two in their last thirteen, going back to all competitions. This That's is a big crazy. game. This is a big. This is a big game Saturday. It's it's a big game. I, and I think Charlotte's never been to Nashville, if I'm not mistaken. I think they've only played in Charlotte's in their career. Yes, this is the first time Charlotte's ever been to Nashville. So I, yeah, talking betting wise, Bob, yeah, this mm-hmm. is a game. Yeah, I, and I, for I, Charlotte, I have no idea. And you said no a idea. A win <laughs> for Charlotte would put them in a playoff spot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this is a so big game. They're, they're motivated. For Charlotte, though, you said that they have one win. They they have one loss in their last eight games. They've only lost two of the last 13 in all competitions. Three wins and eight draws, including two penalty kicks, two that wins. (laughs) Yeah, so you said it right there. I mean, the the draws are going to carry them up the table. Yeah, Um, but they're not losing. That's not what Charlotte wanted to do. That really wasn't the plan heading into this season to to, to draw nine games. Um, Last but not least, I want to talk about two teams that are cold. Three losses each, and this way we're going to head to the Eastern Conference. Chicago Fire and DC United, both on three loss, um, three three straight losses. That's going to end this week because they're playing each other. Uh, Chicago Fire are uh, being hosted by DC United there. They're in ninth place and 10th place. One is in the playoffs right now. One is not in the playoffs right now. Do we see this getting better for either of them? I mean, DC United lost uh, Taxi Archis Fontes, and they have not been the same. Uh, Wayne Rooney just can't get anything out of this club right now. I don't I don't see either of these teams massively changing their fortunes this season. They are, they're both right. They're bubble teams for the playoffs. I don't see it getting any better. And in fact... If Charlotte figures out how to win some games, they'll both be out of the playoffs. So that that's kind of unfortunately for them. That's where I see them being at. I just have no faith in either club. Yeah, and they're I both agree. they're both missing some parts, but they they haven't really been ravaged by injuries. This is just Plan A didn't work out, guys. We got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. All right, Alex, do you have any final words for us today? 
No, I mean, it's getting interesting. Messi's must-watch TV. This LAFC game uh, was a Sunday night. I think uh, it's going to be wild. Uh, I can't wait. To, like I said, celebrities and blah, blah, blah. And it's a big game. And after that, we have the international break. A bunch of MLS players are on the way. Three t- is the first time in ever that three players from MLS got called up to the Argentine national team. Uh, Velasco, uh, Amada, and Messi. I mean, that, that is impressive for MLS right there. Love it. Scott? Um, look, I think this is a really interesting time for Major League Soccer. There, there's definitely an, <clears throat> an influx of quality and influx of talent. Um, the fact that we can have three players get called up to the Argentine national team is testament to that. Um, and a really interesting thing to look for will be how teams respond when their star players are gone on national team duty and how teams are responding, you know, to injuries. Uh, I think. You know, as we look at some of the cold teams, I'm going to throw out my home team, uh, Real Salt Lake, that, you know, they lose an important player in Pablo Ruiz, and suddenly they're one of the coldest teams in Major League Soccer. Um, There is something for us to collectively think about, about, you know, roster depth, you know, if the teams are able to handle these, you know, as we watch, you know, as we talked about how is... Miami going to be without without Messi without their stars. Um, just something for us to continue to think about as Major League Soccer pushes forward, continues to bring in quality, and continues to try and make this, you know, one of the best leagues in the world. Absolutely love it, and don't forget, there's a Champions League soccer starting soon, and there's a record number of Americans and ex Major League Soccer players, academy players that are performing in that. So you can find your club uh, to root for, even if you don't have an investment in European soccer. I'm sure you can find, you know, your local Major League Soccer team has a player somewhere from an academy sitting on the bench on a, you know, <laughs> the top 15 European team. It's going to be a great time to watch. Guys, thank you for joining us here at I80 Sports. Remember to go idsports.com each week. You can find my own sports book picks. If you're into gambling, make sure you watch all our episodes each week as we talk about the best bets in Major League Soccer. Thank you for joining us today at I80 Sports and have a great Labor Day weekend. <laughs>